Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. The Adam, Eve, and God story. Do you rem- any of you remember the game? Maybe some of you played as, as, as a child where you whisper one thing into the ear of one beside you, and that individual whispers supposedly the same thing into the ear of the other, and it goes around the table, uh, around the circle of group. It's a group game. Uh, well, in, instance, in some instances, by the time it gets to the last person and the last person says out loud uh, what they heard, Sometimes it's entirely different from what uh, from the original statement. Okay, um, this Adam, Eve, and God story. It may be different. In most cases, it's going to be different from what you've heard. But when you read, uh, when you read Bible content, do you read it closely? I mean, closely giving attention to details, pausing, thinking, making sure you're getting the correct understanding of what is being said and all. How do you read? That's the question here. Okay, moving on. The Adam, Eve, and God story. One, what is put forth in the story? Two, we know there is a garden, a garden, a patch of land uh, with trees, we're given that information. That's a given. And uh, when I say it, we know there is a garden. The emphasis is on the A, a garden. Does the story speak of only one garden, or is there more than one garden? And if so, how many gardens are there, or how many patches of land are spoken of in the story, I would advise you to not try to recall everything you've heard about the story, but to listen to this, listen to my take on it, and uh, you know, see if it compares with yours, and then see if what I say is in line with what is given in the story. All right? Now, I've said before, the Bible is a book uh, having things in it that must be worked out. The Bible, the King James Bible, is a law book. I mean, well, it is a law book, but it is a work book as well. I've said that before. So keep that in mind. When you read these stories, there is something there in the story 
that must be worked out or that you are to see, but it may not be so obvious. Some, in some cases, there are things that are hid in the story. All right? But keep in mind, think about what your preacher said or this doctor or this bishop or whoever said. Listen to what I have to say before you make a decision. Listen. Now, number three, did Eve and Adam eat of the forbidden tree? And I know what you've already heard, okay? I know that already, or what you may have heard. Did Eve and Adam eat of the forbidden tree? Four, if Eve and Adam ate of the forbidden tree, why did they not die in that day as the Lord God has said would be the consequences of them eating of the forbidden tree? Okay? The story shows they ate of a tree. Emphasis again on the A. But did they eat of the forbidden tree? To answer those questions, I took a closer look at the story. Here's question five. And Adam sinned in eating of the tree of which they ate. Did they sin? I know what the church teaches, okay? I'm very mindful of that. But I'm also mindful and I also take heed to what is written in the book, okay? And that could be very different from what, it, from what the church espouses or teaches. And in answering those questions, we need not look no further than Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3. In answering those questions from those uh, in uh, chapter 2 and chapter 3 of Genesis are relevant, needed, or necessary. I know what the Bible says in Romans and 1 Corinthians and all. I know all that, okay? But what we're looking at, we're focusing on this story in Genesis chapter 2 and 3. That's all. To see if we understand that story clearly and to see exactly what that story sets forth. Six, what was the outcome of Adam and Eve having eaten of the tree that they did eat of, we will see. Remember, comment on the story given or made elsewhere in the Bible, in the King James Bible, might be made or given without a real and true understanding of the original story in Genesis chapter. chapter. So this is a concentration, a focus on that original story which is in Genesis chapters 2 and 3. And at this time, we are not considering any other comments, statements made in reference to uh, the Adam and Eve and God story. All right? Number seven, these statements are key 
to understanding the story. And with that, we'll get started. What two key uh, statements. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And I want to say this, that statement is made without any exceptions. Okay? And keep that keep this in mind, this statement. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And that statement again is given without any exception. Okay? The garden and the tree of knowledge of Okay, the tree of life, here's the statement again. Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Then Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, the second key statement says, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If we look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, it says, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm getting ahead of myself now. Okay, so that first statement, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. It gives the location of the tree of knowledge. But let me read this statement from the Bible. From the Bible, we we see these words. Uh, This is chapter 2, verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, it says this, but well, let's, let's read 16 and 17, verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, and don't forget it. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Did God mean that? Did God tell a lie? Uh, We shall see. So, now, notice this. The placement of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is given in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. It says, Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, let's read some more. Genesis chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, as God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So, he asked the question. We have given the answer in chapter 2, verse 17. 
thou shalt not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good, good and evil. Uh, but before that, it says in verse 16, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Now, let me make, give this clarification. Every, as you know, means each. Let's read the statement in uh, verse 16 using the word each, where God said, of every. Listen, each tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Did God mean that? We know he said it. Okay, now in chapter 3, uh, it says, he said to the woman, yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. That's good right there. Yes. But she goes on in verse 3 saying, but, uh, there's that but, but of the tr fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Okay, there is adding to the word of God, number one, and then there is faulty understanding shown, shown on the east part. Her understanding is faulty. It's not clear. It's not right. Okay? It's not right. Because she said, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. That part is good. But when she said, with but, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, there she went wrong. They were commanded, Adam was commanded not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the question arises, where, where is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil situated? It is situated in the midst of the garden, as Eve said, it says in chapter 3. She puts, Eve puts the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden. Now, let's be clear. In the midst of, in the middle of, in the middle of, in the midst of. Okay? Let's go back to see what God has said in chapter 2, verse 9. The tree of life also, now, now listen clearly and closely to this. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right there, he says, he speaks about the placement. Here it is. The tree of life is in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let me say that again. According to Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, the tree of life is in the middle of or between. The tree of life is in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let me break that down even more. Where is the tree of life? Let's say this. First, you have the garden. A patch. In that garden, they may, according to the word of God, eat of every tree in that garden. What did God say? He said, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Every means each. Every means every. 
God did not give an exception to that statement. Okay? You have one patch of land called a garden. They can eat of any tree in that garden. You have a second patch of land where you have the tree of life. A separate and distinct piece of land uh, having on it the tree of life. And beside that patch of land, you have another patch of land. You could call it a garden if you want to. That has in it the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let me go further. You have the tree of life. Let's say this. Put it this way. On the left of the tree of life, you have the garden. The tree of life is not in the garden. The tree of life is separate from the garden. So you have the tree you have the garden on the left of the tree of the tree of life, and on the right of the tree of life, you have a distinctly marked off uh patch of land on which you have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Three patches of land or three distinct and separate gardens are spoken of in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. And God makes it clear to Adam that you can eat of any and every tree in the garden. So it doesn't matter. If they eat of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, okay, then that's still good in God's law because he said you may freely eat of every each and every tree that is in the garden. But then there's a patch of land beside it in which that, that, that land, that you have the uh, tree of life, and then you have another distinct piece of land that has on it the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I have already answered the question, number one, where the tree of light, I mean, where is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And I've already answered the question, did Adam and Eve eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Let's continue with number three, chapter three. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden." But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, there she makes a, a mistake. God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Her understanding is faulty, and she, she lies on God because God did not say what she said he said. The serpent said to the woman, ye shall not surely die. Eve is focusing and concentrating and talking about the tree in the midst of the garden. So when the serpent says unto her, in other words, if you eat of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, you will not die. You will not surely die. Because that's not the tree. He didn't go on and say this. It's not written in the story. Because that's not the tree that God spoke of, saying, ye shall not eat of, lest ye die. 
you got to listen and you got to pay attention and go by what the book is saying. Make sure you're going by what the book is saying and not necessarily by what man is saying. I'm showing you and pointing out to you what the book is saying. Because one thing about it, let's read on then from chapter 3. The serpent said to the woman, ye shall not surely die. All right? Uh, God knows that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she saw that it was good for food because why? It was in the garden. The tree which she was focusing on and talking about was a tree that was in the garden. Whether it be in the middle of the garden or what, it doesn't matter. It's in the garden. And God has said, of all the trees in the garden, every tree in the garden, you may freely eat. So she saw that it was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. They were not forbidden to eat of any tree that was in the garden. And so the phrase in the garden is very important. And and knowing the placement, knowing the three different uh, and distinct pieces of land is important because it's given to us. Let me say this. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, where it reads, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, then there is a comma. Then it goes on to say, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Comma there. Listen, when I read that, let me read it, and you listen closely. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge and good and evil. When I read it and you hear it, you do not hear a comma. You do not hear a comma. In the story, with the story, the comma, if, you want, if one wants to point out the comma, the comma is to be, uh, if you will, okay? The comma is not to make any difference, okay? The comma there is not to make any difference. Because if I, like I just read it, you did not hear a comma. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Where is the tree of life? The tree of life is in the midst of the garden. Uh, the tree of life, okay, the tree of life, let me read it again. I'm trying to talk on my own. The tree of life uh, and the tree of life, let me see here, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Three, three distinct pieces of land are talked about there, are referenced there. Three distinct pieces. Why did not why did Adam and Eve not die when they ate of the fruit of the tree that uh, Eve was interested in? Because that was not the tree that God said, "If you eat of it, you shall surely die." It's not the tree. They're in the wrong place to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because 
the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is not in the garden. Yes, that is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And once they ate of that tree that Eve was speaking about and looking at, the Bible says she saw, okay, once they eat of that fruit, uh, I'm sorry, take away fruit, once they eat of that tree, they did not die. God did not say they would die if they ate of the tree that is in the middle of the garden. The tree of knowledge is separated from the garden by the area having or uh, encompassing the tree of life. The tree of life is not in the garden. Get that. The garden is a space to itself. The tree of life is in a space of its own. And the tree of knowledge of good and good and evil is in a space of its own. That should be clear. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No wonder they did not die. They did not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, of which God said, you will die in the day you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, that should be clear. Now, the question is, did Adam and Eve sin in eating of the tree which they ate from? The answer, the short answer is no. They did not sin because God had not forbidden them to eat of that tree that is in the middle of the garden. Okay? Now, that should be clear. And you can always come back and uh, read. Uh, You can always come back and listen to this episode, okay? You can always come back and re-listen and re-re-listen if you need to, okay? And the thing is this, pay closely attention to what the book says. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, but it didn't stop there, and the knowledge of the tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life separates, the tree of life being in its own space separates the tree of the knowledge of good and evil from the garden. For Adam and Eve to eat of the tree that was forbidden to eat from, they would have had to leave the garden, go past the space encompassing the tree of life, onto the space bearing or having the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Bible doesn't give us any, any indication that they did that. Eve is focused on the tree in the middle of the garden. 
Therefore, Adam and Eve did not sin in, in eating of the tree which they ate from because they were not forbidden by God to eat of any tree that was in the garden, but Adam received instructions that he, they may eat of every, each one of the trees, the garden. So Adam and Eve ate of a tree that was in, in the garden. Therefore, in eating of that tree that they ate of that was in the garden, they did not disobey God's word with reference to eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They did not sin. They did not disobey. It doesn't matter what else is said after that. Now, they did not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it was in a different space than the garden, and they did not sin because they were given permission to eat of every tree that was in the garden, and they were given that without exception. Every tree that is in the garden is good for food for Adam and Eve. Okay? Now, time it is. Okay, uh, I still have a little bit of time. So I, I, I hope you listened, number one. I hope you followed. I hope you did not talk and interrupt me by saying, that ain't right, that ain't right. They ate of the forbidden tree, and for some reason they didn't die. Well, why do you got to say for some reason they didn't die? They did not die because they did not disobey God's word. That's the reason they didn't die in that day. That's the reason for that. And about, and that's clear. Pieces of land, the three uh, areas of land, that's clear. The three spaces, the three patches, the three gardens, if you want to call them all gardens, that's fine. Two gardens, the Bible does not show them eating from. That is the patch having the tree of life and the patch having the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they ate from the tree that was in the garden. Even if you want to say the tree that was in the middle or the center, the garden, it was not forbidden. Therefore, again, I say, Adam and Eve did not sin. Okay, now, moving on. That should be clear. Okay, I have written here. I'm just going to read it. I've already uh, spoken on it. Uh, the patch having the tree of life separates the garden from the patch having the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The picture is clear. The word every means, you know, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. The word every means being one of a group or series taken collectively. It means each. Second definition given for every, each. Uh, Genesis chapter, uh, Genesis 4, 5, in origin. Okay, sin originates. I'm not going to give the answer to that. 
but it did not originate according to the story. Sin did not originate according to the story in Adam and Eve eating of a forbidden uh, uh, from a forbidden tree. They did not sin. Why? Because it was not forbidden. It was permitted, not forbidden. The tree in the center or middle or midst of the garden was permitted to be eaten from. It was not forbidden. Now, uh, you need to know this. That is why you have in Romans chapter 4, verse 15, listen carefully, where no law is, there is no transgression. The Genesis story. In the story, in the Adam, Eve, and God story, the tree in the midst of the garden was not forbidden. There was no law against eating of it. Therefore, there is no transgression in there in Adam and Eve's action in eating from that tree that, according to Eve, was in the middle or midst of the garden. Now, now Eve may have thought that it was forbidden. You see what I'm saying? But it was not forbidden. Eve, uh, Eve's understanding of the matter was faulty. It was wrong, really. It was just plain wrong. When she said that, but in chapter 3, that's when she went south, okay? She went wrong, okay? And she added to what God had said. She added to it. Without understanding, okay? Without understanding. So, Romans chapter 4, verse 15 says clearly, and this statement is definitive about what Adam and Eve did. Where no law is, there is no transgression. Adam and Eve transgressed not. They did not transgress. That is not the, their eating of whatever that tree that they ate of that was in the garden was not a transgression of God's word. Okay? And, you, and, and just in case you, you're wondering, that is why they didn't die in that day. Because they, they, did not, they did not transgress God's word. However, Eve may have thought it was a transgression. It was not a transgression of God's word. Let me just read this. I have it. I've already said it. Where no law is, there is no transgression. That is a definitive statement with respect to what to Adam and Eve's action in eating from the tree that Eve said to be and thought to be in the midst of the garden. See, she forgot about that part uh, spoken of in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, which says the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. She forgot about that part. Okay. The word didn't forget, though. Okay. So, question. Did even Adam commit the first transgression? The answer is no, because of the principle, Romans 4.15, where no law is, 
there is no transgression. Now that we know Adam and Eve did not commit the first transgression, then who did? That's a good question, isn't it? In the Bible, and we know that this, the story is fictitious, okay, but the story shows what? It's, it makes a point of reading closely and having the clear and proper understanding. That's what the story highlights, focusing, remembering, uh, knowing, uh, acting on knowledge, not forgetting. There's a principle in the Bible that says, remember and forget not. If Eve ever knew, she didn't show any sign of remembering that principle, remember and forget not, because she, mis she misquoted God. She misquoted the Lord God. And we know that, but, but the story teaches certain things, such as written. That's very important, people. Paying attention to instructions. That's very important. And that's what this story teaches. It teaches to be attentive. It teaches remembering. It teaches focusing. It teaches uh, going by what is following instructions, in other words. Did not follow the instructions. Now, be before answering the question about the original sin, let me just point this out now. The first showing of a sin being committed in the Bible follows the Adam, Eve, and God story. In Genesis chapter 4, Cain plays his brother. Uh, the story shows that Cain well, had knowledge that killing was against God's, you know, God's will. It shows that he had knowledge of that. The story, you know, says he slayed, he slew his brother. He killed his brother, okay? And uh, God talked to him about that, all right? So that's the first showing of a transgression in the Bible. Cain uh, killing his brother. Adam, Adam eating uh, from a tree is not, number one, a transgression, and it is not the first transgression shown in the Bible because what? It is not a transgression what Adam did, even if Adam himself thought was a transgression. Okay? Because we've looked closely at what was said. We look closely at what God said. We look closely at what Eve said. Now, the, uh, the, the thing about the serpent in the story, actually, according to me, is immaterial. It is immaterial. Because I've been talking on the story for at least 30 minutes, and I haven't even mentioned, I haven't even, you know, uh, focused or stayed, stayed on anything regarding the serpent. Because it's immaterial. At least that's what it shows me. It's immaterial. Yes, he said, he, he talked to Eve and all, but Eve had her own mind. It says Eve saw that the tree was good for food and all like that, all the other two and the other two things. She saw that. The, the serpent 
Satan did not make her do anything. Maybe the serpent was trying to talk her out <laughs> or something. I don't know. But let's forget about the maybes, okay? I've already shown you what's in the story. And I've shown you the there that is there in the story. The there, what God said. The there, the placement of the garden with respect to the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The there, Eve saw. Eve made the decision to eat of that tree that was in the midst of the garden, which was not a sin or transgression, okay? And she brought that food to her husband or to Adam, and he did eat. And you know the story, some of you. God, you know, comes and uh, calls on them to give an account of what they've done. The main, out, the most important outcome of the story of the Adam and Eve story in God, Adam and Eve, God, God's story. What is the main thing? The main thing, okay, when, when she ate, the Bible says their eyes were opened. Okay, that's good, isn't it? Their, their eyes were opened. Their understanding, okay, eyes of understanding. Because they could see, because the Bible says Eve saw that the tree was good for this and that. So they could clearly see using their eyeballs, you know, their eyes, so it wasn't like they were blind. So what does it mean when it says their eyes their eyes were open? It means their understanding. They understood something. They first realized that they were naked, which before they had not realized. <laughs> they realized that they were naked. They experienced shame for the first time. They also experienced the knowledge of Sex, sexual desires for the first time. Yes, sexual desires. The understanding was open. Okay, man, woman, to you now. And I know that I have this feeling that I want to do something to you. Both of them experiencing that. Sexual awareness. Sexual awareness. But what else was the outcome? This main thing, <laughs> to me, you know, is it, the main thing as well. The other things may be main as well. But this main thing, we are told that in Genesis uh, chapter 4. Let's see what they did after their eyes were opened. Some of you have, may have already read up on it. Genesis chapter 4. And it starts out with the word and, showing a connection to that which which comes before it. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. There is no record of them in the story having of having sex and conceiving before they ate of that tree that was in the middle, according to Eve, of the garden. And it wasn't a sin to eat of that tree. Keep that in mind. Bear that in mind. But they went straight <laughs> afterwards and what? Had sex and uh, in the time of life a child was brought forth. They had a child. And Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten 
a man from the Lord. She got him by means of her husband, didn't she? But anyway, anyway, let's read on. And there's another and, showing connection continuing, and she again bare his brother Abel. They were enjoying themselves. (laughs) Their eyes were open. Their eyes uh, understand with regard to the... uh, their uh, nature, okay, sexual desire, uh, physical uh, appearance, uh, and uh, God later on made something, you know, for them to put on as well, coats of skin, okay? But, yes, they're enjoying themselves uh, one with another. Uh, So she went straight ahead, had two children, you know, one at a time, of course, according to the Bible, according to the Scripture, we don't see that they were twins. No, because it says she again bare his brother. Okay, and of course, you know, you know the story about the two brothers. I, I spoke to that. Cain killed his brother, and that is the first re- recorded transgression in the Bible. Although this story is fictitious, but I've shown you the good, the good, the good uh, usage of this story. Paying attention, it calls for remembering. Uh, it calls for following instructions, not forgetting instructions, eating instructions, all the good things, the good things that this that uh, this story teaches. Okay, and God was on the scene. If they had forgotten, they clearly could have talked to God. <laughs> God was not distant from them. After they ate, I don't know whether it's thirty minutes, a day, a week, a month, or whatever. But anyway, after they ate of the of that tree that Eve, you know, uh, ate from, the Lord God comes walking in. It says his, they heard his voice. He was calling to Adam, Adam, where art thou? So they had access to God. In the story, okay, they had access to God. So we see a lot of points, okay. And the black church has missed all of this. The black church has acted on things they heard from the Gentiles. The Gentiles gave black people, uh, the Israelites, the ones they scattered abroad in the nations of the Gentiles, they gave them a false faith. They gave black black people elsewhere a, a false faith, Christians and all. And when black people make that statement, they have no idea what they are saying. Okay, but you see the point. I've taken you from uh, the beginning of the story. They were placed in the garden. Uh, God placed Adam in the garden, and God, when he made the woman, brought the woman to Adam. And uh, going through this uh, about here, where art thou? And Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat off. Notice in the story, there is no yes or no to that question. The reader is to uh, understand that and say, No, they have not eaten uh, of the tree, which they were commanded, uh, Adam was commanded that he should not eat off. That was not done. There was no transgression. And the man said, 
the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The serpent did not beguile her. Satan did not beguile her. Okay? She saw that a tree was good. Let me read that statement. This is in chapter 3, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. She saw. She was she became responsible for herself. Okay? Adam was responsible for himself. Okay? Now, somewhere along the line, we, well, I won't go through that again. I've already said that. And uh, I think, I think this is good. Uh, I'll have to stop here before they cut me off. Uh, this is it. Don't forget. I've answered the questions I believe that I set forth in the beginning. You can always come back and read, uh, listen to this episode. Follow me on Twitter. Don't forget to make Lawmaster's Archive your dwelling place. And go to Amazon.com, Kindle eBooks, and order The Prodigy by Tommy Hart. Put in search Prodigy, P R O D I G Y, uh, Prodigy slash Hart, H A R T, one word, Prodigy slash Hart. And uh, uh, buy my book, okay? Buy my ebooks, okay? All right. Next time. Thank you.